grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In our text today, I'm going to talk about in just a second because dear friends of Christ, missionary Gary is here. And what a privilege as the Holy Spirit works through him to give us an update from uh, the mission field. And of course, uh, today I wanted to pick a more mission-minded text, and apparently I had, I just didn't realize that, but, but Paul uh, in Galatians 2.20 says, I live by faith for the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So this morning I want to focus on the last two words of that verse, for me. He loved me and gave himself for me. For me. Now, every now and then, something incredible happens in your life, something that is undeserved, something that, uh, you, you know, it's unexpected. And when it, you find out that it's a huge gift coming your way, you say, what for me? And then somebody assures you, yes, for you. And sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our head around, for me? For me? Yes, yes, for you. And again, this morning I'm here to tell you again about your, your most valuable treasure that you possess. And I know you've got a lot of possessions. But the most valuable treasure that you possess is your faith in your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know all of you would say that. As Christians, that's what we acknowledge. We have the most valuable treasure the world's ever known. And where does it dwell? It dwells right here. Incarnate, the living Christ, lives in me. The incarnate living Christ lives in you. And we are the body of Christ. And the church is the body of Christ. And Christ lives among us. He came for you. He lived for you. He suffered for you. He died for you. He rose for you. He lives in you. For you. Wrap your head around that. Now, Christ is for you, and I know, as good Lutherans, we say, now, I know He's for me, but I know my sins. I'm a good Lutheran, I know my Ten Commandments. I'm a good Christian, I understand that. I understand God is angry with the things I do. I know my heart, I know it's not right. I know God has a reason and a right justly to be angry with me. He has every reason to condemn my soul to hell for all eternity. I've qualified for that. I know that. And you say, so how can I know for sure? How can I know for sure it's for me? And the answer is, well, because God promised, right? God promised. Paul writes, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Salvation is for everyone who believes. And so my question is, do you believe? But how do you know? Do you believe? Well, yes, Lord, I believe. Well, then if you believe, then it's for you. For you. This gospel is proclaimed by Paul who wrote, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can you believe that? God loved me and gave himself for me. Now, if you knew all that God knows, that would shock you. But God loves you and gave himself for you. And you knowing all that you know should shock you. 
How does a holy, perfect God love such incredibly unholy and imperfect people? It's a terrible tragedy when people in the world who are so unholy, so broken, miss the for you. They completely miss the for you. The tragedy that they refuse to hear. The tragedy that their ears are deaf and their hearts are cold. Not listening. Do you think those people are able to say, Jesus is for me? Not without the Holy Spirit's help. Do you think those people are to say that God is for me, He gave Himself for me? No, because they don't have the faith to say that. They don't have the ability to say that. They need the Word of God preached to them. Faith just doesn't come in a vacuum. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God, and it must be proclaimed, and it must be talked about, and it must be shared, and it must be told for you. The greatest treasure on earth is received by faith for you. And what is the saving faith that is given to you? Well, the saving faith that is given to you is grace, that undeserved love that we receive from God. It's the power of Christ's forgiving blood. And this is not a salvation that is waiting for you in a future day. This grace given to you is a salvation that you possess right now. For you. Right now. The treasure lives in you. Christ Jesus in His flesh lives in you. We are His body, the church. Listen, I want to use an illustration here. Uh, there's a guy, and he's in prison. He was in prison for a heinous murder, and of course, uh, it was a bloody mess. Found guilty, put in prison, years and years. He's standing before the parole board, and everybody's thinking, this guy has no right to be set free. He's an evil man. He deserves death, much less to be let, uh, and certainly not to be let free. He stands before the parole board and he pleads his case. They hear his case. And the parole board gives him a pardon. And here you have this heinous man set free. For you. I'm that heinous man set free in the blood of Christ for me. And of course, it's for you too. And that's what Paul wrote. He's inspired to say, I write this to you that you may know. I write this to you so that you may know that you have eternal life. God's promises are written down so that you may know by faith that you have eternal life and you cling to that. Eternal life is for you. Why? Because God promised Christ is for you. For all who believe. Confess with their mouth, believe with their heart that Christ raised them from the dead and they'll be saved. He took your place. He died for you. He paid the price. He lives. So do you. God's promise is directed straight at you. I hope you understand that. And Missionary Gary is going to tell us about that. Just read the Psalms. The psalmist speaks a language of faith. And he clearly speaks about salvation. The psalmist rejoices. It's for me. Listen. Consider Psalm 126. They said among the nations, the Lord has great, done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. 
we're glad. For us, for me, for them. And then Psalm 27. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Or, uh, again, are you able to confess those words? Do those words flow easily from your tongue, from your heart? The Lord is my strength, my salvation. How about Psalm 62? For God alone my soul waits in silence, for from Him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock, He alone is my salvation, my fortress, and I'll not be greatly shaken. Can you confess such words like that? Do you confess words in times of trouble? That's, what, that's faith talk, isn't it? We sing about it too in our hymn. As the branches to the vine, I am His and He is mine for you. For me? And yet there are those who wonder, when I die, am I going to go to heaven? Oh, I sure hope so. Faith clings to that. God promised it. God sent His Son for me that you may know that you have eternal life. Now, it's awful when people don't hear that for you, and they miss it for you. Given and shed for you. What a tragedy to miss that. Listen, the world is unclean, and the world is unholy. That includes you, that includes me. Unclean, unholy. But one of the main themes that runs throughout the Bible is how God makes the unholy Holy, how God makes it unclean, clean. That's what it's all about. And so, in the Old Testament, you had the sacrifices and the blood shed. Why? To make the unholy, holy. And then Jesus comes and He sheds His blood. Why? To make the unholy, holy. And then they, when you were a little child, or, or maybe if, if the Lord touched you in an earlier life, brings you to the baptismal font, and then we put the water on you. To do what? To wash you. Why? To make the unholy clean. And then you come to the Lord's Supper, and you receive the body and blood. Why? For the forgiveness of sins, so that the unholy can be declared holy. And then we hear the proclamation of God's Word. The Bible is read. Why? So that the unholy can be declared forgiven for you. Pardon, set free. Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. So come to the Jesus for rest. He's your possession. He's your gift. He's your precious treasure. And our, our missionary today, missionary Gary Teese, is going to talk to us, give us an update on the mission field, and he's going to let us know about the harvest of lost souls, but he's also going to tell us about a problem we have in the church today. We don't take it, it it's personal. And we don't take our, first, our faith personally enough, in a sense. For you, it's personal. For you. If we, lo- if we, if we lose in the church the for you, we lose the urgency of telling others about it. For me? Are you kidding me? It's for me? Well, I want other people to know it too. It's for you too. You lose the for you, and we lose the for them. 
And so it's so very important for us to understand that. Telling others about Christ is the mission, the ministry of the church. It's what we do. We tend to have lost that. It's somebody else's job. It's a good thing we have missionary Gary today because it's his job to tell people about Jesus. Glad I don't have to do it. I sure am glad Pastor Caldwell's in the pulpit today because it's his job to talk about Jesus. I don't have to do it. Good thing we have missionaries that go around the world. I'm glad too. We're going to talk about those wonderful missionaries, those people that are not normal. They go around the world telling people about Jesus. But this grace is for you. And you're included with it. Listen, if somebody came up with a doctor, came up with a pill that would let you live forever, cure all your ills permanently, take away all your pains, you'd want to know. Jesus is that pill. He's the one who brings us to eternal life. He's curing us today, and one day He'll cure us for all eternity of every ill that we've ever known. Why aren't we telling anybody for you? And they can't know if we're unwilling to talk about it. And they can't know if we're unable to support missionaries and to send missionaries out to talk about it. Listen, you have something. You have a treasure. Valuable gift. Paul writes, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This Christ is given for you. And he comes to you in the word and the water and the bread and the wine. It's what the church does. We deliver Jesus to the hearts of his people. And many of us are silent about that. We're silent about it in our homes, and I think that's why we see a darkness over our world today. A pervasive darkness of unbelief settling in. And we don't want to talk about that treasure. I want you to fight the impulse of staying silent. Fight the impulse of staying silent. I exhort you today, open your hearts, open your minds, open your mouths, open your wallets to tell and to support the mission, to tell all the world that Jesus is for you. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and the life everlasting. Amen.